Welcome to Gerald's Flower Arranging Game Podcast, the podcast where we talk about Gerald's Flower Arranging Game. Are the Thalmor gone yet? Good. Welcome to the real podcast. Now there's no Thalmor around, we can talk about things. <laughs> I hate those guys. Yeah. They don't, they don't have a, a, a high love for Kajit either, I've discovered. So, <laughs> Well, you remember last night in the chat I was mentioning that I had a weird thing happen in Whiterun where a dragon swooped down, and I'm, this is in my mage game character that I'm playing, so rather than engage it directly, I summoned a Dramora which in a populated area turned out to be a bad idea because when the Dromora says, I smell weakness, he kind of smells it all over the place. <laughs> so he's not particular about what he attacks, apparently. So I ended up having a huge fight start between the companions and the Stormcloaks and me. The companions were trying to kill me, and the Stormcloaks were trying to kill the companions because I guess I had allied with the Stormcloaks. So I ran out of the city to see if that would stop. Then I waited 24 hours. You know, I bounced. Right. What happened to the dragon? Well, we killed the dragon. That the, well, everyone killed the dragon. Everyone <laughs> killed the dragon. But meanwhile, the companions were beating on me. That was the fun part. So, uh-huh. and it turns out in the city, Farkas can't be killed. You can basically reduce him to his knees. Whereas if he's following you, he can be killed. Because I know from my other game this happened. Anyway, I waited. I, you know, I bounced out of the city, came back, and I thought, okay, maybe, maybe it all cleared up because people aren't running out to attack me. But it was still oddly glitched. I decided to have this character try to join the companion. So I went in, and that all seemed to go okay until I did the proving with um, Vilkas. I'm out in the yard. You know, he has you swing a sword a couple of times. It must be glitched from this event because Vilkas keeps pulling his weapon back out and then acting like I've hit the E button to talk to him. And when I try to fast travel, it tells me you can't fast travel while a guard is after you. So apparently it's glitched. The companions are sort of still hostile to me, but they didn't write for that contingency. So it's just, it's glitched behavior. There's an area near Falkreath where I can never fast travel. I have to like walk for ages to get out of that area just so I can fast travel. <laughs> well, this is not, I can't fast travel only because Vilkas thinks I'm in constant need of attention. He acts like I'm constantly trying to talk to him, but I think it's related to this event. I did the um, Daedric Prince's quest in Dawnstar, the one where everyone's having bad dreams. And I had a few mishaps where I, usual friendly fire sort of stuff, but with arrows. And he got beat down to the point where he was down on his knees and I ended up finishing the rest of them off. And then the quest continued. He said, we're going to search for books. So I searched for the book, found the book. Meanwhile, he was searching for books. I came back, and he's down, still down kneeling, but also searching for books. And he wouldn't talk to me at all. <laughs> I solved this problem by shooting an arrow into his knee. <laughs> he, fell, he fell back away from the bookshelf and stood up and then continued the quest as if nothing had ever happened. So he used to be an adventurer like you, but then he took an arrow to the knee. Yes, that's how the arrow gets in people's knees. They, pay, they don't pay attention to their companions. Oh, my God.
Well, so at least we know all the cl- all the quest glitches are still there in 1.3. That's relieving. <laughs> they they definitely haven't fixed any of that. I I don't think. And and uh, I believe we confirmed the other day that despite claiming that the dead person arriving at marriages is fixed, that's not fixed. No, no, no. I I did not confirm that because that happened to me on the Xbox, and I have not applied the patch on the Xbox purposely. Ah, okay. Well, maybe they'll fix that then. Uh, you put out a question to the PlayStation 3 players, and we got some interesting responses. Most people said that the whole slowdown thing is just uh, overblown hype, that it's not that big a deal. Yeah, but we got um, that one really weird response where a guy said, if you just sleep for 30 days, the problem goes 30 away. Days. <laughs> sleep for 30 days, everything's fixed. <laughs> <laughs> and then that generated a slew of comments. Man, I wish I could do that in real life. I used to sleep for 30 days, but then I took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> yes, that kind of thing, exactly. <laughs> uh, there was one of the developers. Um, um, no, it was Todd Howard, actually. He was talking in an interview about the response to the game and how, how happy they've been. And as we now know, it's been awarded Game of the Year from the VGAs, the worst game show ever. And he said that the stuff that really delights him is seeing how people play the game in unexpected ways. And the one that still makes him chuckle today is that you can put buckets over people's heads and steal everything. <laughs> yes. And he said that one of the programmers that's responsible for so, so radiant AI, which, you know, they react if you jump all over the table and knock everything around. He was furious that people could put buckets over people's heads and nothing would happen, and he wanted to fix it. And they're sort of in the situation of, well, it's really funny, so maybe we should leave it in the game. On the other hand, it is experience-breaking, so maybe we should fix it. Well, you'd think that the NPCs would notice the bucket, yes. If the NPC moves around, the bucket does fall off. It, it, it just all, it just all wait, It just all hinges on them staying still and not getting up. Yeah, like the like shop owners standing behind the counter. Yeah. And, you know, for long periods of time, they will. Now, if you're in Riverwood and you do that, the guy behind the counter probably would stand still for a long time, but Camilla will wander about with her broom. Exactly. Mm, yeah, but got to get that golden claw somehow. <laughs> Just kill him. <laughs> I took it back. Kill them? Okay, that's an interesting solution. Don't, doesn't Riverwood kind of go hostile on you after that? Yeah, but if you're going for the thousand gold bounty in every area, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I shot an arrow in his knee and then took it. <laughs> I, I'd like a mod that that does extra da- damage when you shoot people in the head. Speaking of um, damage, I was trying to play the game on a harder difficulty, the hardest difficulty. Wow! Oh my god, that is so hard. Uh, and I, I'm I'm focused primarily on my archery and sneak, so that I could get past a lot of these situations. But whoa, I'll tell you what, I I've been in dungeons where I've run out of arrows, and that leaves me with nothing. Yeah, no weapon. I don't know about the hardest difficulty, but you know, at uh, at the medium difficulty I'm playing, the one they default you to. Once you get your archery and sneak skill up, like I've got sneak of seventy three and archery of ninety seven. Once you get there, you're pretty much hell on wheels. Most things don't see you coming, and basically you're like the uh, first recon team from Fallout New Vegas where they say that they're the last thing you never see. Pretty much as I wander through dungeons, I'm the last thing the Falmer never see. Well, if you pop that difficulty up, they won't see you coming. You'll shoot them, and they won't die, and then you'll be in trouble. <laughs> well, well, yes, there is that. But you know I, what I really loved was doing this where I'm playing sneak that high and archery that high, 
and I've enchanted my bow to suck souls out of people when they die. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, nearly completed the main quest now. I've, uh, I've, uh, I've, and I went to the uh, Skull Skulldefin place with uh, Odaving, and I was fighting all these undead. And I'm like, gee, bringing the Dawnbreaker would have been useful right about now, but. Um, it, it's weird that the, my sword, the Dawnbreaker, has been labeled stolen, but I got it from the Daedric Prince Morabia, so I don't understand <laughs> why it's being considered stolen. I, I don't know how the hell that happened. Maybe that's one of the so. Daedric Prince's jokes on humanity, is that he marks it stolen for your convenience. No, I'm just scared <laughs> of it getting stolen from me. I mean, taken from me if the guards catch me doing something like minor. Yeah, you know, actually, I've, I've been in that situation a few times where... Sometimes the guards catch you and you say, look, I'll just pay my bounty. But there was one time where they said, look, you can pay your bounty and I'll just take all the salt stolen stuff you have. And nothing left my inventory. <laughs> I've had that happen and I'm not sure if anything has left my inventory or not. Because I said, fine, you caught me and paid the 10 gold bounty. But I'm not sure that I had anything stolen. I, I, it was one of those situations where I wondered, did I pick something up by accident? What, what was that? It would have been nice if they'd ex- expanded on that conversation of, uh, oh, you can just pay your bounty. Wait a second. What's that on you? <laughs> I had to go back on a save for one of these because I was in MacArthur and I was in the treasury house. You know how you go in and you talk to the guy? And I had the mm-hmm. guards bounce in during that conversation and tell me that I owed money on a bounty. I was like, Yeah, yeah, you told us about right, that. Right, but I mean, week. that's the sort of thing that these guys do is sometimes weird, crazy stuff happens with these things. Yes. If you take the golden claw back, it's not marked stolen. That's funny. But your sword from the Daedric Prince is. Yeah, I don't know how the hell it happened. <laughs> so I'm worried that like the next time a guard stops me from accidentally picking up a, a, a tankard in a freaking inn, they'll be like, oh yeah, take that sword too. It's like, damn it, you know? Well, it'll be uh, the best armed swordsman, uh, guardsman in, in uh, Skyrim, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely enjoy the pickpocket line. That's a lot of fun. Uh, you, know, you wait for people to go to sleep, sneak into their room, and just take everything they have. <laughs> I like the uh, I like the perk where you can get a hundred uh, hundred uh, capacity increase uh, just from picking it. That that looks like a good uh, perk. Yeah, I feel like the perk list uh, because leveling gets so slow after say like level twenty five or thirty. The perk list is very limited, and you can really only pick two lines, and straying from that... Um, you end up with a character that that's thin. that's a jack-of-all-trades and master of none, yeah, and you're right, it really does bog down. I, I've noticed what you were saying when you get your character to 50, and you said the last 10 levels were kind of a slog to get through. It's a slog before then. I have a guy on, on my warrior archer guy who's at level 38. And between 37 and 38, I swear, that's taken forever. Yeah, I, I would almost, uh, you know, now I'm playing my second playthrough, I almost feel like just giving myself some two skills every level just so I can enjoy more of the game. But, you know, I, I'm clearly not taking things as seriously this time through. Yeah, there's a, there, there's definitely some kind of balance, game balance thing going on where they made leveling so hard at that high level there, and the perks then come so slowly that, you know, smithing, for instance, I've gotten smithing up to 75, and it just feels like it's going to be an enormous effort to get it up to the point where I can work with the good stuff. Iron daggers. Yeah, I, for smithing, just spam iron daggers and. Yeah, but I mean, you're asking you're asking us not to play the game, but to grind the game, right? It's a bit like you know World of Warcraft 
when you play World of Warcraft, the first quests that you do are like fetch quests. Go, go kill 20 wolves and bring back their pelts. But here in Skyrim, it's like, well, the last quest you play is go kill 20 wolves and bring back their pelts. Yes. <laughs> Make the leather strips, go, go mine the ore and go smelt the ore. And the, yeah, it just at some point I'm like, just let me pay money for this. Well, I mean, I, I didn't mine the ore. I, I would buy the ingots and then uh, then bail to that. I really wanted that dragon armor, and I just didn't care. I was like, I grinded for it, you know? That's what I did. Since I had the 100k achievement already, I just spent all my money on iron and stuff. I, I didn't mind it too much. Well, it's not hard to buy the ingots. That's not the hard part. It's just, again, it just it's just the time investment. To be honest, I'd much rather be in a dungeon sniping Falmer. It didn't take me much time to grind it. I mean, I just, I just like hit R, R Y, R Y, like a whole bunch of times, and then be done. I, I don't know. It was quick for me. I mean, <laughs> I know I talk about my game going slow, but that part is quick. And then I just go back to dungeon. Hunting. I'll give you another example. I almost don't do anything other than snipe with my bow now. I have this character, and all he does is snipe. And moving from ninety three to ninety seven on the archery skill took forever. Well, that's why you need that transcendental uh, Daedric quest. Get that book and then glitch the book. <laughs> well, well, yes, I do need that book. But here's the thing. I've been, I've been wandering about trying to figure out how to find a wood elf. Oh, oh I, you can get a I wood elf you. in Alfton. You can get almost all the blood in Alfton. Uh, yeah, I know. I just didn't really feel like slugging my, my way back through there. Orc blood because it's an orc I went body. to a... Um, um, a uh, a cave where there was a word for for the fire uh, one of the fire words and where they had their sacrificial altar there was a wood elf and a dark elf dead there can't remember where it was was that somewhere. a companion's quest no it was just me randomly going somewhere oh cuz i had that kind of happen for one of the, like one of the first companion quests i went and cleared out this place and it was some uh high mage or whatever and he had a bunch of dead elves and stuff in cages <laughs> this wasn't in cages, but that's pretty funny. Well, if it's Thalmor in cages, I'm all in favor of that. I think there was one. It was funny because I went to Alfton because I knew the, there was a dead wood elf in there, and as soon as I arrived, <laughs> some Imperials show up, and they're like, you can't be here. Give us 100 gold. I'm like, I've already been here, so no. And then they attack me, and there's and it just so happened it was an Imperial Orc and an Imperial Dark Elf, exactly what I needed. <laughs> so I killed them, took their blood, went into there, and I and I and I uh, found the Wood Elf, and I also found uh, one of the other uh, people of the expedition was apparently a High Elf. So that pretty much completed my whole blood list because the place was just littered with dead uh, Thal- uh, dead Falmer that I had already killed. Well, speaking speaking of uh, of the Imperials. And I'm sure this applies to Stormcloaks, too. I just haven't run it in that direction. There are Imperials you can't kill, the Lycans. So, you know, I've, a couple of times I've figured in this one game I'm playing on the PC where I sided with the Stormcloaks, I figured, okay, if I run across an Imperial camp, I'll just whack everybody. And what I've discovered is you can kill everybody in those camps except the Legate. The Legate goes down on his knee with, like, almost no health, but you can't kill him. So all you can do is, after you've killed everyone else, you have to run away from the camp, because eventually he'll get back up and whack at you again. It's the same at the Stormcloak camps, because that's what I do. Yeah, I figured it had to be the same. It's just irritating. I figure, I feel like there shouldn't be, I don't know, there shouldn't be anyone in the game you can't kill. Yeah, though I don't think, 
Okay, I guess the uh, the overarching design of this game, you know, if you're going to do an event system that allows you at the very beginning of the game to go up to General Talius and just kill him on the spot, you really have to make a game that can handle all contingencies and, and, and still allow you to play it through. Like, if you did that, what happens? Well, they'd have to warp in, like, the new General Tullius, as it were. I mean, there'd be ways of handling that. I don't, I don't know. I understand why they do this, and I can understand even having a limited number of people you can't kill like General Tullius. What irks me is that in these camps, you should be able to kill the Legates. Unless they're so, supposed to be quest givers or something, that might be the problem. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Let's, let's talk DLC for a second. What kind of DLC would be interesting for Skyrim? And I know in the past what they've done is they've added new areas. Like you, you, through some event you travel away from the main game and off to somewhere else and do a bunch of stuff and then eventually come back. It would be kind of interesting if they didn't do that for Skyrim, but enhanced or added new factions and, and radiant quests to the game, like in bulk. <laughs> well, adding, adding, new, adding new factions would be tough at this point because you'd almost get to the point where you'd wonder, why didn't I stumble on these people before? Right, but if you added like a, a full quest line to the Bard's College, if you extended the main quest to include the moot um, and then beyond that, uh, you know, if you basically just kept the timeline continuing on and, um, you know, adding, adding more of these sorts of expansive quests. So you mean more like a Fallout 3... Um, Broken steel style thing. Yeah, but even that had an area you went to that <laughs> was unlocked, and eventually you came back. Kind of like Knights of Nine for Oblivion. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good quest. I did that one. Yeah, I, I think, and also, you know, we've talked about the the way these quests work before. More, more of, you know, a lot of more of that. You know, if you start the game from scratch, one of the problems with the DLC in the Fallout games is, and even Oblivion, is you start the game with the DLC loaded and you get bombarded with quests that are just well beyond your cap- capacity to do. Right, so it would be nice if you started a fresh game with the game of the year version of Skyrim whenever that comes out, and you know, it, it's all seamlessly integrated. You've you just got a bigger, richer game than ever before. Yeah, instead of bombarding you, they should just pop up wherever they happen to be. Yeah, I don't know. I, know. I, I don't know. We'll it's, 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 it's almost, even though I've invested hundreds of hours in this game, it almost feels like it's too early for me to be, even be thinking about DLC because there's so many facets of it I haven't explored yet. I haven't done the Thieves or the, or the uh, Assassins yet. Yeah, I mean, my second playthrough, and I'm somehow managing to go to areas I've never been to before. <laughs> I went to this lighthouse that I'm, I swear I've been to this lighthouse before, but I go into this lighthouse and there's a dead person in there. There's a murder mystery, basically, that I'm thrust into. Um, oh, I know that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. And I, I completely missed it the first time through. There's lots of areas you can miss. I mean, there's, there's tons of places where if you just didn't happen to wander that part of the map. I mean, there was a whole area of the northern part of the map that uh, in since I'm playing in two different games, I'm noticing things that I never would have gone to in one game that I'm going to in the other just because of the way I'm playing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I still haven't begun it yet, but I'm going to be doing the Dark Brotherhood and Thieves quest lines for this playthrough. I think I mentioned that last, last episode. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to it because I pretty much ignored all of that content last time. Now, now, one thing to go back to, since you mentioned about the difficulty of getting perks and upping things, the reason, part of the reason that's really irksome 
is that as you get your smithing up and you really, really want to have good armor and then you want to enchant the armor, you've probably been putting perks into either archery or one or two-handed. So, you know, you've been getting one of the weapon skills up and smithing up, and now you're confronted with the idea, well, I have to get enchanting up a bit, too. Yeah, enchanting really helps get your uh, weapons and or your defense and offense up by giving you better uh, fortifying abilities. Well, I no argument. It's just, again, since the perks come so slowly, you get to the point where you're like, well, do I take that extra smithing one, or do I take that extra archery one, or do I put enchantment up again, knowing that by the time you're in the 30th, you know, up in the 30s on leveling, the next perk is going to be a long ways out. Yeah, it was never this difficult in Fallout, was it? I mean, the levels seemed to flow pretty quickly, and you would unlock perks, and the perks... I don't know, they were, they were just sort of a fun thing. I mean, the perks are much more meaningful than this game, but the leveling just feels... Well, I'll tell you what they should have done, I think. They should have adopted what they did in Fallout New Vegas, which is some of these perks you should just earn. You know, you know like as you earn the skill by using it, you know, your archery increases as you, as you use the bow. Your one-handed increases as you use the bow and so on. Some of these perks should just fall in like they did in Fallout New Vegas, where... You kill a bunch of insects, bam, there's a perk that just landed on you. And I think this whole problem would ameliorate if they just had that piece come in. Yeah, it's kind of weird, right? You've got, you've got the levels for all the different skills, plus you've got your character level. I mean, what, what does the character level even mean in this regard? It's just the, the way to stop you getting your perks sooner rather than later and, and gets in the way. In, in, many, in many respects, I feel like it's, it's just getting in the way. I think the the character level kind of refers to how much of uh, stamina, magic, or health that you probably have increased, depending on which one you picked. Yeah, but it also is the is the guardian to unlocking perks, and kind of agree with James that if you get, you know, if if say say you know you get to one hundred with archery, and every ten levels of archery you get to unlock an archery perk, but there are twenty archery perks, so you actually have to choose a path as you specialize. That, that, I think, would be better. I thought that's what was kind of happening. I mean, I, I did that pretty much. I picked what uh, perks I wanted and what ones I didn't. Like, on the one-handed, I didn't bother with mace. Or I, I didn't bother with most of the stars on one-handed, actually. Uh, mostly just, like, the first star for attacking. And then I went up the dual path a little bit, which was just two stars. And then I went on to uh, blacksmithing and um, enchanting and, uh, damn it, and... Um, Oh, uh, heavy armor, that's right. No, what Michael's I, I, saying is that some of these should just be earned, is what he's saying, like in Fallout yeah, New Vegas. I understand where, that, yeah. Where if you earned them, you wouldn't feel so constrained. I mean, like I said, I get to this point where I'm like, I really want to take the smithing perk because I want to get that smithing skill. But at the same time, I really want the enchanting perk so that I can actually get enchantments that don't suck. Yeah. Smithing's the only tree I have fully completed and i have half of the heavy armor just because i wanted the perk that lets you have no weight if you're wearing heavy armor conditioning is nice that is a nice one but light armor gets that as well apparently i I looked at it but i haven't touched that one at all obviously (laughs) a good way to get your heavy armor skill up if you have good enough armor you just run at a giant and let them hit you a couple times and it'll increase a couple points (laughs) Yeah, oh, yeah, just yeah. That's the funniest thing in this game is is you increase your light or heavy armor by getting hit. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, the problem with getting hit by a giant is the first couple of times give you an orbital uh, velocity. <laughs> if you don't you have guys, good armor, 
since we don't have Mackie here, did you guys see the um, the YouTube video of the guy who's playing it on his Xbox? And he's got the Xbox controller hooked up to a Lego Mindstorm. He's got his character standing in a fire, so he's taking damage. And <laughs> basically, uh, in a in a timer, his Xbox controller heals him. So he just sits there taking damage, then heals himself, takes damage, heals oh. himself, getting his restoration up to a hundred just by leaving the game nice. running in the background. Oh, that's that's now that's a cool that's a cool cheat. <laughs> yes, it is. That is very cool. That's old style. I mean, I, I would do that for older games that allow your character to go in a loop and it's just you know whacking enemies or whatever it's it's funny when you could do that or run around <laughs> using the muffle uh illusion per uh spell if you just yeah, run around is. doing that you'll get your illusion up to 100 in like an hour <laughs> and level yeah, up could, a couple times you could definitely get all skills up to 100 but it's going to be pointless cuz you won't get the perks to go with it yeah, because those perks are what you really need. I mean, having a skill of 100 is one thing, but, you know, like with the bow, if you don't have at least part of that tree up, the bow is just not nearly the death-dealing weapon that it becomes. And, you know, the, the thing that's interesting about the bow, and we've talked about this before about destruction spells being underpowered, but the more I've played this bow character, the more I've realized just how much more powerful they've made archery than at least the magic schools that I was playing before, because you can be way the heck off in the distance where the guy over there can't tell whether you're a friend or foe, and you can just snipe him off. Yeah, the only thing more powerful is shield bashing and one-handed combined. Shield bashing is awesome. Um, and and so, so magic magic's bad in A, well, as I've mentioned previously, that get that full 100 destruction line with every perk unlocked, and yeah, after a while, you're just outclassed by everybody. Uh, that doesn't happen with the other weapon classes, as far as I've noticed so far. Yeah, I haven't even reached my uh, uh, capping for doing damage in, in defense. <laughs> I've noticed that even the uh, the dr dragon priests, if I have a few glass or ebony arrows, the dragon priests are not that tough as long as I keep my distance and just keep sniping them. Whereas when I went up against one as a destruction mage, they were tough. Yeah, my my goal at the end of at the end of my mage playthrough, I was pretty much doing a call of valor, using um, a staff to summon two or three staffs to summon various things, stepping back and throwing fireballs at stuff because I couldn't get anywhere near the, the battle. If I if I got hit by anybody one hit at all, I'd be dead, just straight out. Uh, it was just yeah. There was nothing that could be done, so I, I had to keep my distance. So I basically use all these summon things as my meat shield. Right, whereas if, you, if you're playing the guy with the decent armor and the bow, you just stand a good quarter mile back. <laughs> and as the things try desperately to get close to you, you just keep sniping them in the head. I'm definitely the opinion now that you should never go somewhere unless someone has given you a quest to go there. Uh, I've been trying to play it that way now, and uh, it means that you discover the world a bit more organically, um, and you, you tend not to accidentally get quest items glitching out on you. Yeah, that's the radiant AI at work there. Yeah. Do you have, do, do any of you still have the sphere of attunement in your inventory? Oh yeah, I got two of them. Yeah, you have. Um, you actually all, have to use none it. of the quest items will go away. That's just that's that. Those are just I, bricks in your I pocket. Where am I supposed to use the sphere of attunement? I, it is. You can use that in uh, Dw Dwemer ruins. Like it unlocks other ruins other than the one it gave you for. Because I've used it a couple times. 
Oh, okay. I never even realized I was using it. I just kind of sat there. I no, I know where it was used, but I didn't know I was using it other places. Like you can use it to get in the Black Reach and stuff easier. Get into Black Reach pretty easily after you've been there once. Yeah, now I have um, the Briar Hearts and the Amulet of Talos have become quest items, and I have no idea who wants them. If anybody does, it just, it just you can't drop them. I can eat the Briar Hearts though, but I can't drop them. <laughs> <laughs> I had one more question before we uh, think about wrapping up, and that is, has anybody done anything with the treasure maps? Yes. I've, okay. d- I've, gotten, I've gotten like eight of them. There's like two left, but um, I haven't gotten the last two. Um, they apparently, I guess, the treasure levels with you as you level, so I, I, I left the last two for uh, later until I get to them, maybe. So what about the hidden chest in Dark Dawnstar? Have you checked that out? Um, my friend did. I it's did. awesome. I don't know if it's meant to be part of the treasure maps or something, but you can definitely access it through the ground. I, I haven't heard of this one. I guess I have to... I have no idea. It is packed to the brim filled with stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and a good amount of gold. Yeah, and when you come back later, it's refilled. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I gotta find yeah. this. Okay, well, on that note, it's time for me to miss my cue again. Go ahead, miss your cue. I dare you. Missed an episode? Want to subscribe to the iTunes feed or join the Facebook group or join the Steam group? You can find these links and more at www.jaroba.com, J-A-R-O-B-E-R.com slash Thumcast, T-H-U-U-M-C-A-S-T. Oh, and Twitter, yeah. I'm so glad you can't play the game as a Thalmor. <laughs> Isn't that what a High Elf is? No, might not I be think part of the... they're not part of the Dominion, necessarily. Okay, but, but they're the same race. Yeah, they are. They're evil, evil elves. <laughs>